game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. Dry McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and Bouchard out for Edmonton. Puck goes to Bouchard on the blue line. He'll bring it to the middle. He'll come down the right. He'll shoot. Scores! Evan Bouchard ends this game in overtime. Oilers win 4-3 in Dallas. Well, that didn't take long. In overtime, Leon Dreisaitl is hooked by Wyatt Johnson 23 seconds into the extra session. 30 seconds into the extra session, Evan Bouchard off a face-off win by Dreisaitl just pops it into the top corner past Jake Ottinger. Bouchard with two goals today, and the Oilers beat the Dallas Stars 4-3. So Edmonton bumping their record up to 32-18-1. Dallas who have now played 16 overtime games this season. That's a lot. They are 34, 14, and 7. Hope you're having a great Saturday. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. So, Rob, pretty good game to watch. A lot of action, especially in the second period. Well, that's a third of the game, but probably (laughs) two-thirds of the action was in the second period. All the goals except for Bouchard's. But the Oilers get a four-on-three overtime and you obviously just get the it's it's funny they were dropping the puck and you were telling me okay watch for this they might try to do this and then i was like oh bush actually scored already (laughs) (laughs) well it's i I think part of the reason that bouchard shot right off the face off is there was probably conversation after their five on three where they had a five on three for almost a full two minutes a minute 43 and they got zero shots uh, and that, I mean, there was a chance they could have put the game away at that point, scoring a couple power play goals. So they probably talked about it. We've seen it before on four and threes where the puck goes back to Bouchard and he walks to the middle and kind of looks both ways, freezes the defenders and walks in and shoots. It's tough for for the defenders when you you lose the draw. Okay, now you got to keep your eye on McDavid. Okay, and then dry settles over here and then you got Nugent Hopkins down in front of the net. Uh, where do you leave the guy open? Normally, it's the guy that's on the point, but Bouchard just took advantage. He walked into just above the hash marks. He's got a heavy, heavy shot, and he has all the time in the world. There was no one forced him, so he could take his time, find the right spot, see where he wanted to put it, uh, and, and put the puck exactly where he wanted it. To me, as I said to Bob, the mistake was made with the Dallas Stars not starting two defensemen, Rupi Hintz was left on an island by himself trying to defend against Leon Dreisettle in the slot, and uh, he, Leon makes him look silly, goes in on a partial breakaway, Johnson takes a penalty, and at that point, you just knew. The Oilers, they, got a, uh, they had chances on their power play early. They wasted those chances. They're not going to waste one in overtime, and it starts with a one draw, and uh, when you get your chance, you got to put it in the net, and Bouchard did that. So the Oilers go one for four on the power play, courtesy Conlon Motorsports. They'll help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online at conlonmotorsports.ca. Dallas goes two for three with their man advantages. Now, the Oilers did score a shorthanded goal, and they did get an important penalty kill right at the start of the third period when it was still 3-3. Having said that, though, Rob, just a drastic reversal (laughs) on the Oilers' PK, which was literally almost perfect for over 40 penalty kills. Uh, They've now allowed nine 
power play goals in the last against in the last five games? Well, the 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 one really bad thing about that is when your penalty killing is struggling. Teams that are about to play you watch video and say, okay, what's going on with this team? What are they doing? And right now they're going to see something we talked about before it happened. Uh, the Oilers, when they're killing, they're getting beat off the rush. And tonight, both Dallas's power play goals came off the rush. Teams are taking advantage of that. So right now, if I'm kill- if I'm playing the Oilers, Arizona coming up next next week, they're like, or on Monday, they're like, okay, if you get a power play, don't just try to get the puck in the offensive zone. Try to beat them at the blue line because that's where they're struggling. Uh, the Oilers did get a big kill to start the third period, and that was huge. Um, but it is a little concerning right now. And again, is this something that needs to be corrected within? Or is this something we need to go find someone uh, at the trade deadline? Because the penalty killing has always been a struggle for the Oilers. Until they had their one stretch where they were unconsciously good, is this now more, was that an aberration or what they're going right now? Is this the one that's a one-off? But going forward, you do not want to have a struggling power play, or excuse me, struggling penalty kill going down the stretch and into the playoffs because specialty teams is what wins you playoff games and playoff series. And right now, the Oilers' penalty killing has not been near good enough. All right, but the Oilers do get the win, 4-3 in overtime against Dallas. Scoreless first period, then the team's combined for six goals in the second period scoreless third with really not nothing. really a great a scoring chance I mean there are a couple Rob and I were talking about while we were watching it but nothing nothing too severe and then the early power play and the winner for the Oilers in the extra session let's go at the mic for Eclipse Restoration name one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca here's Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch Easy team to play. They score a lot. They win a lot. What did you think of just how your team stuck with it and won it in overtime? I thought uh, they responded very well. And then the second period, they started uh, Dallas started taking over and was probably the better better team. Uh, I thought we regrouped after the second period and were able to put a really strong period in the third. And a lot of credit to the guys where. We talked about how dangerous Dallas is off the rush and they scored a lot of goals in that way. And I thought we did a really good job on the forward check, deep pinching when it was there and when not to. And um, ultimately, the biggest thing is probably the forwards, how hard they worked back. Evan Bouchard with a couple of goals sets a career high, including an overtime winner. He scored a big overtime winner in Montreal earlier this season. He, he appears to be you know, more comfortable when he has the puck and just so confident. What's your sense of your young defenseman? He's been playing really well. Uh, tonight was probably his best game I've seen him play for the last couple weeks. And, um, you know, he's very dangerous when he has the puck. Obviously, we talk about his uh, his ability to fire the puck and, you know, getting the big bomb and um, those big heavy shots. But, you know, a lot of his goals are just um, little sifters, the little wristers from the point and that last one. You know, he makes a little move at the um, walk in the line, freezes the, the forward, and then it rips, um, you know, a nice little wrist shot. Um, inside the post and then also uh, I believe it was Hopkins who was right in front of the goalie providing a really good screen but um, you know he's able to find getting shots through like that. What did you like of what you saw from Corey Perry playing alongside Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl this afternoon? I thought he was really good. You know those two guys, they like to have the puck and they're usually on the outside looking to uh, make a play and um, you need somebody at the net front and you know Heisey's been really good at that and um, but we felt to 
balance our scoring. Um, that uh, Corey would be an excellent compliment to um, Leon and Connor. And you know, last or tonight, I, I thought it was um, a good game from all three of them. Hunter's been playing well, particularly since the All-Star break. What was the, uh, the the key to your success against him tonight? Um, I'm not sure. I think we just were able to just get one, you know, just one um, enough chances. Um, I, I can't say that was really anything. I know the last one we had good net presence. You know, I have to look at the other two. Well, the one shorthanded goal was, um, you know, a two-on-one. Um, very difficult for the goalie to slide across on that. But I think with all our goalies, we just um, reinforce for our players to get to the net. Thank you, Chris. Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch after a 4-3 overtime win against the Stars. So Bouchard gets the winner. He scores twice. He's plus two in 22-32 of ice time. Five shots on goal. Had three other attempts blocked and one wide. So he was firing away tonight, which is what you want to see from him. And Corey Perry scores for the second straight game. He gets a goal and an assist, Rob. Yeah, and he played well. Um, he, he understands what his role is with... Connor and Leon don't touch the puck until it's five feet from the goal line and he put himself in a good position he drove through the middle on a on a three on three and just stood he didn't there was no flyby there was no going down below the goal line he stood right in the blue paint and Connor McDavid found his stick so yeah I thought Perry Perry had a strong game uh he's trying to make a case that he's a top six player here and auditioning for a role that so the Oilers don't go get someone else at the trade deadline. Uh, but I thought Corey Perry's put together, I think, two good games in a row uh, in a, a situation where he's playing in top six minutes with top six players, and uh, he's only going to get better. I mean, this is a guy that missed a couple months of the season skating by himself. So the more he plays, I would imagine, the better he will get. Leon Dreisaitl finishing with two assists tonight. So Bouchard, Perry, and Dreisaitl, the Oilers with multiple points. Matthias Ekholm had an assist. He was plus three. McDavid with an assist. So he has 10 assists in his last three games. Only got one tonight. He's obviously pumped up by the six-assist performance uh, against Detroit. For Dallas, Matt Duchesne had a goal and two assists to be their leading scorer. Marchment had one-on-one, and Thomas Harley talked to his dad on the face-off show. He had a goal and an assist this evening as uh, as well. Boy, Harley, uh, like Bouchard, had nine shot attempts, four four shots on goal, four blocked, one missed the net. He's not afraid to put the puck on net, and good on him. Uh, nice play when he snuck in behind Connor Brown and and found the back of the net. Uh, Dallas is a good hockey club. Now, the, it was an overtime game, and Dallas Stars will tell you, can come the playoffs. We don't play three-on-three, three, yep. and they will be a better five-on-five five overtime team than they are at three-on-three, three, but they're good. They're, they're deep, uh, good goaltending, and I thought two good teams tonight played well. I think both teams' coaches would have been a little unhappy with the second period, a little too high event, and the third event, third period was very low event. Uh, you and I, I, I always giggle at you because you have a notebook and you write down all the chances that happen in a period or important parts of the period, and your second period is about a page long, and your third period you had one thing written down, and that was all it was. It was I was the getting f- worried I wouldn't have anything. So. <laughs> Fogel on a wraparound, but really that was all that really happened in the third period offensively. And the Oilers, very good in the third period. Uh, they killed the penalty and really gave the Dallas Stars not a whole lot. Well, and I, and I would say overall, this I, I thought it was a pretty good game for the Oilers 5-on-5. Five five. I mean, the f- first 18 minutes of the first period, 
they they were the better team. Yep. And even in the third, it was a relatively low event period overall. But watching on TV, it seemed the camera was pointed to, <laughs> to that the right, right side, yeah. you know, more than in the uh, the Edmonton end. Even though what were the shots? Well, six five for Edmonton in the third. But they they just seemed to have a little more of the of the zone time, even if the chances weren't there. In the I I agree. Uh, I don't recall in the third period other than the Duchesne shot on a. On the power play, I don't recall a a good scoring chance for the Dallas Stars. Uh, so the Oilers did a good job shutting them down and and not giving the Dallas Stars any momentum at all in the third period. Uh, it, it just a, a good game for for the Oilers on the road and an important two points. There's an octopus on the ice in Calgary. Red Wings <laughs> playing well, the Flames. It's a good afternoon for. Detroit, they're up four nothing in the third. Yeah, the the Calgary Flames, uh, they were going to be most likely a team selling at the trade deadline. The last couple of games, I think, is solidifying the fact that they're going to be selling at the the deadline. Is they just lost the other game? They lose. They're going to lose tonight to Detroit, and they're just falling out of the race. So you're going to see there are three pieces on the the Calgary Flames that will fetch a lot on the open market: two defensemen, Hannafin and Tanev. And there's a lot of talk about Markstrom being traded too. Having said that, I believe Markstrom gave up four goals in the first period of this game. He is now sitting on their bench. They cut to the stands of a guy in a Johan Franzen jersey. Running up the steps, I don't. I don't even know if he waited for security to kick him out. Kick him out. I think he just threw the octopus and was like, "Okay, but, I wanted to do it. I know I got to leave." Okay, here, here's my question to you, Reed. First of all, where do you buy an octopus, and where do you bring it? Like you're coming to yeah. the game. I'm sure if you want to buy one bad enough, you can get them anywhere, like at a I'm not sure place or something. Anywhere. I'm not going well, to Safeway. Place. Not going to Safeway and getting an I octopus. Don't, I don't know. But yeah, getting it into the rink. Like you it's it's in your your purse or your pocket. <laughs> don't ask where he hit it. Like I mean, it's it was a good size. They had to use a shovel to get it off the ice. I'm like, hey, I'm what, Jimmy? I'm going to the game tonight. I'm bringing an octopus. Let's hope we have a chance to throw it on the ice. I'm like, oh, gross. I'm not uh, that guy's not going to get a date after the game. Oilers win 4-3 in overtime against Dallas. I set the line for total goals in the game at seven and a half for River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. Morgan took the under and wins a fifty dollars River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. All right, you're going to hear from Evan Bouchard, who got the game winner, from Corey Perry, who had a goal and an assist. And we can also hear from you. 780-496-0063 is the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Into the star zone, goes to the right wing corner. Off of Haskinen, up the left wing, brought out by Robertson. He's got Hintz with him, to Hintz on the left wing over the line. Now to Pavelski, oh, what a save made by Pickard coming across. And it's put off the glass and out of play. Calvin Pickard with his save of the game for Crystal Glass, called 310 Glass, or visit crystalglass.ca. Pickard with 24 stops on 27 shots. He's the winning goaltender as the Oilers take it 4-3 in overtime in Dallas. Pickard with a personal winning streak now, Rob, of six games. 
That's uh, pretty good for a backup goaltender, uh, especially a, a backup goaltender that was supposed to be in the minors. So uh, he's done well. Again, we, we talk about this 82-game schedule as being an audition for a number of players in a number of different roles. Well, certainly the biggest one would be Calvin Pickard, who's trying to find himself back in the National Hockey League as a regular. There was a lot of talk about the Oilers needing to upgrade that his position come trade deadline. But it's hard to argue six straight wins and then throw in one of those wins was on the road against the Dallas Stars, who are the, one of the hottest teams in the National Hockey League. Uh, he's made a case that the Edmonton Oilers' backup goaltender is already in their organization. And as Bob said, I know it might be a little early to talk about new contracts, but uh, Calvin Pickers, he, he's, he's trying to find his way back to the NHL. Maybe he's found it here in Edmonton as a... Uh, backup goalie, not only for this year, but for, for the next year or two after. And Pickard will be our fourth star for Jandell Homes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. The three stars tonight uh, picked by NHL.com. Marchment, the third star, Duchesne, the second star, and Bouchard with two goals, including the overtime winner, is the first star. We got Dean on the Certainty Hotline. Hi, Dean. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, hey Rob. Right, Reed. Uh, okay, you just kind of stole a little bit of what I was going to say here. But I've got two comments, one bad and one good. Uh, I'm going to be a negative Norman on one and a positive Pete on the other here. Positive um, Pete? I've never heard that one before. That's I, funny. Yeah, I just, it's going to be a push. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, okay, the one guy I'm going to talk about that's bad is in no way, shape, or form do I want to see him gone. I'm not trying to be that kind of guy. However, when they first picked, uh, I've noticed in the last three or four games, uh, Ekholm is looking a little shaky. You know, like his passes aren't quite on. He's not picking up the guy in the on the the edge of the net and stuff like that, right? And I don't know. Maybe maybe the mix up when he, he, uh, well, he might Bob be in a slump. He, he had a bad game against uh, Detroit. But, so, uh, so did a lot of well, guys. But tonight, I mean, in tonight's yeah. game, I mean, he had an assist and he was plus three. Yeah. But but still, there was a there was a few times where he wasn't even like a game against St. Louis. He he kind of he just wasn't picking up the guy, right? I don't know what it is. Like when he first came, he was picking up everything. Like I was just ecstatic when they picked him up because, you know, that was good. But you know, I'm I'm just wondering if that uh, shakeup of what Knobloch did here couple of about a week ago or a week and a half ago i wonder if that kind of well he, shook him well, you up remember, I don't know. He, he went back to his normal guy bouchard pretty quick like it was then, yeah. the next game it was kept, in the next game they kept game, the yes. pairings the other guys swapped for i i don't so i don't think that would be a, yeah I, I don't think that would affect a, a seasoned no, veteran it, it wouldn't bother him at all a couple of games yeah, yeah. i okay. still have a lot of yeah. faith in him what's your other other point okay my positive is here is is what you said pickard like i watch far far too much hockey right and when like and when whenever i saw him play in Colorado. I, I think he played with Montreal too, didn't he? No, I, I he played so. for Philly, for Colorado, Colorado, and yeah, Arizona. I, I'm not. Was one yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. But anyways, I thought he was fantastic. I don't know how they. I don't know how these teams get away from him because he was. He plays exactly the same as today as when he was playing with Colorado. I know for a fact he played with Colorado. Yes, but he, he was just. He was just phenomenal. He was, but why Colorado would get rid of him is beyond me. Because he wasn't right. as good. Is that right? Eh? Yeah. Well, no. he was also on that team where they were they were ter- terrible. terrible, so yeah. they were going to change it. Yeah, he was Colorado, Toronto for one game, Philly, Arizona, and and Detroit. So yeah, he has oh, okay. He has bounced around for sure. I mean, yeah. he's having a good run. This is well, probably yeah. one of the best runs of his 
career. I, I, I'm guessing. I, guess. I don't think. I don't think he's probably won six straight ever before. But then, no. he's probably never been on a team as good yeah. as the Edmonton Oilers right now. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, yeah. Dean. We appreciate it. Yeah. You bet. Okay. All right. We'll also bring Brian onto the show. Hi, Brian. Go ahead. Hey guys. Uh, great. Um, I figure feel it was a pretty uh, great game today. Um, you know, they uh, managed to pull it up, uh, pull it off uh, during the uh, overtime. A um, couple things I'd like to just uh, mention, and then I'll let you guys talk. I'll listen to you on the radio. Uh, first of all, as far as Corey Perry, uh, I'm I'm really really happy for the guy right now. Uh, you know, he looks like he's still got the stuff, and uh, I'm just kind of wondering if it almost looks like. Uh, Kane and Hopkins miss having him on the line, uh, as opposed to uh, as opposed to uh, as much as uh, Hyman. But McDavid and uh, uh, and miss Hyman because Perry looked really, really good tonight. He, he did. I mean, the, and you think about it right now. I don't believe the Oilers want this to be a line going forward. I do believe the Oilers come playoff time want Connor and Leon to be on separate lines. I think the Oilers are in a bit of funk right now. They have not played as well as of late. And Chris Knobloch is doing what every other coach the Oilers have had in the Connor and Leon era. When things go wrong, put Connor and Leon together because they can change it by themselves. And again, tonight, the Oilers won this game. Uh, they had a shorthanded goal. Every other goal was created by Connor and Leon. So as good as the, the team played, let's be honest, it was one line that created all the offense. Uh, going forward, they have to decide if Corey Perry is a top six forward or not. I believe he can be a top six forward when he plays with Connor and Leon, but if they split those guys up, is he as effective? If they didn't like Perry, Kane, and Dreisaitl, enough because that line was switched up quite close, quite quickly. Uh, the Oilers switched up the best line in hockey, McDavid, Hyman, and Nugent Hopkins because they didn't like the way things were going on their second through fourth line. So uh, Perry did look good tonight. There is an advantage for playing with those two guys. Uh, Perry understood, understands how to play with them, but they're going to need to see what Perry's capable of doing when he's not with the two of them because playoff time, that line won't be a line. They will be split up. And what other forwards might be on the roster come playoff time after the trade? Well, we are, what are we right now? How many days away? Uh, it's the 8th. So it's 12 days, so 20 days, less yeah. than three weeks. Yeah. Oilers win 4-3 in overtime. Here's the guy who got the game winner, Evan Bouchard. It's probably going in there. <laughs> no, I actually wasn't sure. I saw their D-man kind of screen for me and figured to put it to the net and see what happens. What can you say about the response from your group tonight, taking it in overtime, but also the way that you bounced back after Thursday night's game? Yeah, that was huge. We knew they were a good team. We had to play a really good game, and, you know, we did that. That's what makes us uh, so special. We can compete with any team, and, uh, you know, we know what we have in here. What did you make of the matter of just how, you know, there's six or all those goals scored in the second period and team had to play, you know, defensively in the first and third periods, just how that kind of unfolded for your team? Uh, yeah, you know, come playoff time, you really got to play solid defensively. And I think, uh, you know, we were working on that, keeping the puck out of our night. Last game obviously wasn't good enough so that, uh, you know, we knew we had to be better. They put up nine goals last game. Um, so that was really a focus of ours and it worked out. When you look at that, that top line that the Oilers have and three Hart Trophy winners, just what do you make of the skill of that line and just how they're able to go about their business and contribute? Yeah, I mean, if you can get them the puck, they usually do good things. So uh, you know, it's a focus of ours, get them the puck in good spaces and uh, you know, just watch what they can do. 
the way that the goals were scored in the second and the timing of them, it was about two and a half minutes or less that they were scored very back and forth. Does that add to the momentum of the game and just overall the, the pace of it? I think so, yeah. I think the more you can control momentum, um, the better it is going to be for your team. Um, I think we did a good job of that tonight. Like you said, goals going in back and forth. Um, you know, if we can clean that up a little bit, um, we'll be just fine. What would you make of that move by Leon to create the, the power play? Yeah, I mean, it's special. You, like I said, you give him the puck, you give Connor the puck, give you know, most of our forwards the puck, they're going to make a great play, and that's, of course, what he did. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Yeah. Uh, I guess not the slap shot bombs, but just overpowering wristers today to beat Ottinger. Actually, once over each shoulder, wasn't it? Left hey, shoulder first time, right shoulder the second time. But take a look at both the shots. He was able to walk in, and he had nobody bothering him. Yeah. I mean, you give any sniper in the National Hockey League that much time uh, and that much space, they're going to score. And Evan Bouchard, he is a sniper. He's got world-class shot. And both goals he scored, he got to walk in him one-on-one. -on -one. It was a one-on-one -on -one with him and the goaltender. And the goaltender always in the back of his mind has to think, okay, is there someone beside the back door? Is there, there's that hesitation, so I can't completely commit to him. And Evan Bouchard made him pay. And what you like about what Bouchard said there too, I saw the defenseman kind of move in front of the goaltender. So I knew I had that moment where the goaltender's eyes were blind. And when he saw that, he put the puck. He, he, he's got a very, very accurate shot. Accuracy and heaviness, that's a nice combination. So the Oilers take it 4-3 in overtime. $400 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous from James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They're filling the net with 100 bucks for every Oilers goal. Okay, you'll hear from Corey Perry, and uh, we'll try to fit in another caller or two as well. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chad. Drysaddle, McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and Bouchard out for Edmonton. Puck goes to Bouchard on the blue line. He'll bring it to the middle. He'll come down the right. He'll shoot. Scores! Evan Bouchard ends this game in overtime. Oilers win 4-3 in Dallas. All right, so the Oilers get the win. Cam Moon with the call. The Oilers 3-3 three three now ever since that big winning streak ended. Whenever they score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. Allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Now open for lunch. Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the census. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Okay, we'll go to Ron on the Certainty Hotline. Hi, Ron. Hey, Ron, do we have you? Okay, we may not have Ron. That's okay. Let's uh, try our luck with Corey. Corey, are you there? I am. How's it going, guys? Yeah, good. Go ahead. That's awesome. Hey, I got a question for you. Do you think it's completely ridiculous that Evan Bouchard might look good as a winger? Yeah, <laughs> yep, I do. Uh, Evan Bouchard. <laughs> The Evan Bouchard, the the difference. Evan Bouchard, uh, he doesn't 
he doesn't use speed as, as, as part of his game. He's a guy that likes seeing everything ahead of him. Uh, there's a lot of defensemen that are offensive defensemen. They, the advantage they have as a defenseman is when they get the puck, everything is in front of them. As a winger, you're always looking back. you got to make decisions quicker. I think Evan Bouchard, as a defenseman, has proved to be very, very good for the Edmonton Oilers. There will There is zero chance that he will ever leave that spot. Yeah, how many guys? Well, you changed position in junior. I, guess. Uh, I was uh, a defenseman my first year, Burns two years of junior. Uh, Bufflin did. What other NHLers have? Well, Sergey Fedorov actually played a year at defense. He did. That's right. <laughs> like, which is shocking. He was an MVP in the National Hockey League. And I think I read the article where Scotty Bowman said he thought that he was so good he didn't want him to get bored, so he put him on defense for you, which is absolutely <laughs> shocking. That's like saying, you know what, Connor McDavid, it's too easy for him. So next year we're going to have him as a defenseman. So uh, very few players make that kind of change. It's That is a huge change. Let's look around the NHL, courtesy Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Rough afternoon for the Flames. They lose 5-0 to Detroit. Yeah, we watched part of the game, and to me it was one where one goal said there was really good. Reimer, and then Markstrom and Vladar played net for the Calgary Flames. They weren't. The shots were... 38-21 for Calgary. Almost 2-1 to for the Flames, but uh, the Calgary Flames, they unfortunately for Calgary Flame Alberta fans, they are dropping out of this playoff race. Uh, They might become sellers very, very soon. After two periods, the Panthers lead the Lightning 6-1. Also after two, Predators up 2-1 on the Blues. No score, Sabres and Wild. Chicago with, uh, did you see Bedard had a goal and an assist? Goal and assist for Bedard. They beat Ottawa 3-2, and Los Angeles tied it with less than two minutes left. Well, minute 35 left in the third, and then Brant Clark gets his first in overtime, 4.33 into over t- uh, overtime, and the Kings stun Boston 5-4. That Brant Clark, though, he, he took a penalty. The Kings <laughs> killed right. the penalty off, and Brant Clark coming out of the penalty box, he got a, a, a breakaway, and he made no mistake. Uh, Oil Kings play tonight against Red Deer at home. They beat the Rebels last night in Red Deer. Uh, the Family Day game is 2 o'clock against Medicine Hat on Monday afternoon. Bakersfield plays San Jose tonight. The Golden Bears season is on the line at Saskatchewan. Game 2 of the best of 3. Uh, McEwen also facing elimination in their best of 3 at Mount Royal. Rob, you can go. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's, it's a good Saturday. Saturday afternoon, the game is over. The Oilers win. Everybody's happy. Now we can all go out and celebrate. And while you're driving home, you can listen to Corey Perry's post-game interview. We're going to get to that next. The Oilers take it 4-3. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chan. Right side to dry sidle into the Dallas end. Cross ice to McDavid in front. Scores! Corey Perry with a redirection from McDavid. And this game is tied at two. Well, there you go. Corey Perry scoring for the second straight game, helping the Oilers beat the Stars 4-3 in overtime. Here he is. Corey, what can you say about the uh, response of your group tonight coming in and, of course, taking it in overtime? Um, you know, I thought we uh, we had some legs, we had some jump. Um, we know they're a very good team. Uh, they play well off the rush, like we we looked at before the game. And, um, you know, I thought we had some really good shifts, momentum shifts, and, and hemming them in. And um, you know, all around it was a great game. What did you like about being able to play alongside Leon Drysaddle and Connor McDavid tonight? Well, I think it was pretty fun. 
<laughs> um, yeah, they're two two tremendous players. They, they see the ice very well. And, um, you know, it's uh, I was a beneficiary on uh, on that goal, and you know, Leon making a great play over cross team, and and Connor finding me back door. So, um, like I said, they uh, two world class players. Corey, what do you make of your your role on that line? Definitely there to be a net front presence, and you get you get that big goal on the deflection from Connor's pass. Just what do you make of your role and what you're looking to achieve on looking to bring on that line? Just trying to give them space, time and space. Um, you know, you know, Connor's going to be skating and moving around and. And, you know, cutbacks and all that, all all that uh, the fun stuff. And um, you know, a couple times there, he set a little pick and let him go, and and then get back to the front of the net. And uh, you know, I spent a lot of time in uh, five feet in front of uh, Andre tonight. So um, you know, I'm no no stranger to being there. So it was uh, it was fun. What did you make of the matter of how the goals were scored tonight? They definitely came in bunches. And how did that kind of play into you know how the game sort of unfolded in the first and third periods? Well, I think you look at it, and the two teams are pretty pretty even. Uh, you get one, they get one right back. They get one, we get one right back. So it's um, you know when they score, you have to take that momentum away right away. And I thought we did that a couple times. Got a few weeks playing alongside Evan Bouchard. He comes up big tonight. What do you notice about his game and how he contributes to this lineup? He's just. He, he's confident back there, and you know there's there's no panic in his game when he gets the puck at the blue line. He's always making the right play, and I think uh, he knows when to shoot. I think he saw that in the overtime goal. He saw saw something in front and and let it fly, and uh, you know that's that's what we need. That is Corey Perry, goal and an assist. Bouchard scores twice, including the overtime winner. The Oilers beat Dallas 4-3. Our next game broadcast, presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers, is Monday. Another matinee. The face-off show will be at 12.30, and the puck will drop at 2. Oilers at Coyotes. Get more on this game on 630Ched.com, globalnews.ca. Big thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer this afternoon. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Have a good Saturday night.